Conversate for a few. Welcome to the next episode of Conversate for a few. I'm Jonna. I'm Alan. This is not a podcast about classical music. Absolutely is not. This is a podcast about hip hop. What we doing today, bro? Oh man, let's talk about how bad contracts kill good music. Mm. All right. Okay. For, for years, for years, with you and many other artists and just hip hop heads, right? We've talked about like what happened, like to the quality of music that um, we felt there was an influx of good, a lot mm. of great music coming out. And then it kind of, at a certain point, we start noticing not just the changeover in the music, but kind of like the quality not being so good and a shift kind of being focused on just the money as opposed to the quality of music. And so we, you know, we all talked about how like, you know, it, you know, it's a business, so they want to make money. Mm-hmm. So we understood that. We talked about that aspect. We've covered many times how, um, People, we used to call it getting raped, right? Mm-hmm. Like getting raped by their, con- um, you know, through their contracts from whatever company they're signed to. And we're like, yeah, but the counter to that was always, well, you know, they should have read their contract thoroughly and, you know, people, you know, all of this type of stuff. Yeah. But as I, I was thinking more about it, therein lies the problem right there. Mm-hmm is bad contracts like whether if see here's the problem record companies doing bad contracts because they want to get keep most of the money right and kind of keep the artists for the most part kind of ignorant and blind to really the inner dealings of their contract right just kind of it's kind of like like the coaches the team shut up and just go and play ball that's exactly what it is don't worry about the business we right execs we're gonna worry about that and until you a star player you don't have enough weight to tell the gm who the coach yeah, is going right to be. you don't have so enough you weight don't, to negotiate. You, don't, you don't have the leverage right. to ask for you know right. even if you see your contract is bad you can't, you can't ask for the books you can't ask for the books you know what i mean and, and and early on even if you see your contract is even if okay if they offer it to you and your lawyer is telling you like, ah, I might not sign that one, dog. But you don't really have any leverage to, to negotiate the contract. Right. Really, all you can do is walk away from the contract, or sign it. Right. You know. And some artists, I do believe, have the fortitude to work through that first bad contract into something that makes yeah. sense. Right. But artists are very temperamental, and I could see how being in a bad contract could definitely work you into not wanting to work at all. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, like easy, right, right. And so, and and that's kind of the my conclusion I came to, is that even though like uh, from the label perspective, they may have felt like they're getting over, right. But in truth, is they could have got a better product. Like this is what happened to the music business because it was so new. Number mm-hmm. one, no one thought hip hop was gonna stay around that long right. to be such a viable financial option. Um, and so as, as it grew in business, the business, which happens a lot of times starts to affect the creativity of the artists, you know what I mean? And this is, this is, this is why a lot of times, a lot of, a lot of people like, uh, and I'm putting quote, spiritual people, mm-hmm. 
they, when they focusing on spiritual things, they don't like to deal with the business stuff because they know if they have to deal with the business, it affects. That's right. You know what I mean? The expression of their spirituality. That's right. Right? They leave that to other people because it always somehow ends up tainting. It is going you know to. I mean? Artistry or your expression. Yeah. So I'm looked at it like I was thinking like, yo, why do we get bad albums? The, the reason I believe is because of bad contracts. It's because when people start realizing, oh, I owe six more albums. Okay. With, with that being said, I will, I'm going to add a caveat, right? Okay. I do believe that is why we get bad albums from great artists. Yes. Because they're trying to fulfill an obligation. Exactly. And exactly. it's not the same as when they're just doing it out of love. Right. 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 You got people that get frustrated, like uh, Lupe was with um, right. like God, with his, I forgot the label. He, was it the, was it Atlantic or RCA? Atlantic. Atlantic, yeah. Right, yeah. And you just want to put, you just throw stuff out. And I've heard so many artists say that Joe in interviews, they just threw stuff out just to get yeah, bad fulfilled the contract. Bad contracts ruined Joe Button's career. Right, it did. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it, it tanked the whole thing. It, when we first started, something... He's a... Sorry. Uh-huh. Don't forget that thought. No, I, I, when I wrote it down. Say, I just want to say that Joe Button is the poster child for what I'm saying. Yeah. And you can hear, up to this day, the bitterness. Yeah. And, his, and the you know, the bitterness and the sour taste for the industry yeah. that that's still left over. You can hear it from him all the time. Yeah, if you listen to his show, he speak. He might not speak on it specifically, and he does yeah. often. But even if he's not yeah. speaking on it specifically, you can hear what you're talking about—that bitterness, that you know, that incompleteness, that being being made to feel like you're not good enough. You know what I mean? Right. Even though right. you know you're better than most, but they're not mm-hmm. going to treat you like that. That's just not how. It's, right. That's not how the system is built. But one thing that you, when you first started, something jumped into my, you know, what I mean, my thoughts. It was. Uh, I just wrote down NWA to death row to aftermath, mm. right? Bad contracts at, 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 at ruthless left NWA mm. without a leg to stand on quality wise. Yes. Right. That the quality moved over to death row. Mm-hmm. Once the contracts got crazy at death row, the quality moved on the aftermath and the, and the quality of music at death row declined. Yeah, you see what I mean? Like mm-hmm. everywhere that the contracts were bad, you could see that. And and once everything leveled out over aftermath, we we kept getting classic material. Right. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. You you stopped hearing about complaints about money. Right. And you started to get successful content over and over and over again without there having to be a breakup. Right. And you and this is because it's a simple formula. If the artists are happy. They're going to produce a good quality product. They're going to be more inspired. Right. They're going to be more incentivized to like perform at the top peak. Yeah, and but the difference is in these situations. Ultimately, when we got the aftermath, we got to some. We got to a place where it was quality driven. Yeah, not yeah. product driven. Yeah, like unless the unless the product is high quality, it was never going to see the light of day aftermath. Right, it won't even coming out. It won't even coming yeah. out at at when, at Ruthless when NWA was there. The quality of music was good when when Dr. Dre was involved, but when he left, they did not care. They kept right. turning out music. <laughs> yeah, that label is gonna keep trying to eat. 
damn yeah. the quality. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If the quality declines, then all be it. But we putting out music. You know what I mean? You right. you know the quality of music declined at Death Row once Dre left. There's no if ands buts about that. I mean, Daz was doing his thing and all that, but they don't have the production mind and for and foresight and the ability to actually executive produce the way mm-hmm. Dre did. You know what I mean? So once those right. contracts turned bad and he said, okay, this ain't where I want to be, so went the quality of music at Death Row. Yeah. You know? But at, by that point, it was a greed machine. Yeah. So they're yeah. going to keep trying to put out music, but you, you, but you see that the quality is going to wane. You know? Yep. When you get over to Aftermath, in comparison, think about how much product you got from Aftermath in comparison to how much you got from Death Row and N.W.A. combined. Mm-hmm. Far less product from Aftermath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Far less product from Aftermath. He only signed, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Far less product, but the quality of that music mm-hmm. was always high. Yes. Was yeah. always high. If Dre put his hands on, it was always high. You know, we can't mm-hmm. say that about everything that happened at Death Row. We can't say that about everything that happened at, uh, at, at Ruthless. Right, but and I think to your point, contracts had a lot mm-hmm. to do with that, or the lack thereof. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the funny. So this is the thing. We talk about product, like a, a true artist. They see what they're creating as art first, and a product second. Right. The execs and the label sees it only as product. Right. So they don't care. So which means they're not valuing to the same degree, if at all, the quality of the product. They just like put it out. We got product. Right. We need to make money. And you know why that is, though? They can't discern. Yeah. They don't know the difference between quality and, you know, and and mm-hmm. and product. They don't know. They know that they know. I put it to you this way. I'm certain they can probably sense it if you walk into the room, whether you're a product or whether you're an artist. I think they've been doing this long enough to be able to see that at this point, right? But Mm -hmm. most of these people aren't record men. So if you take the physical being in the room, their presence out, and just play two different records, I don't think most of them can tell you which one is the quality record and which one is the product. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and, and because they can't do that, they don't care. They just care about which one's going to sell. Right, and, and but I'm glad we 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 at this point because this is I, I'm gonna call it this is the musical blind spot of record labels. Mm. That is is they only concern right about like okay number one they most time can't don't know right right but they're only looking for the thing that really will sell. But what they don't what they don't understand the blind spot is quite there is quality music that will sell, right? Things that are considered hits, there are hits that are also great songs. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That, that they don't even, that to, for me, I think that to them is mind blowing. They didn't even. It's mind blowing in hip hop. Because yeah. they know it. In, yeah, we gotta be right about that. They yeah. know it in pop. They know it in country. Right. They know it in yeah. rock. They because you gotta understand. You got people. People like Diane Warren, some of the greatest songwriters of all time. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't exist mm-hmm. if the if the labels didn't know it. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. But this genre of music is foreign to them still. Yeah, they still True. dealing from the outside in. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the labels, you know, unless yeah, it's, yeah. unless it's a label that like Bad Boy or a label like QC, 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or label like TDE, they can discern. Right. You know what I mean? But you can't, I don't trust that Leo, Leo Cohen could tell me who was hot. Oh, nah, nah. You know what I mean? I don't trust mm-hmm. that he can do that. I trust that he could tell me what fans told him was hot. Right. You know, and I, I trust that mm-hmm. if he walked in a room with DMX, he could sense that energy and be like, oh, that's a star. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. I trust that. But if you played Get At Me, Dog, and you played Niggas Done Started Something, I don't know that he could tell me which one of those is the hit. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's a great point. That's a great point. You yeah. know? So. I understand exactly that. There yeah. is a there is a musical blind spot. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is a blind spot for them because they don't know. Right. Right. So, so they're going to lean towards product. Yeah, they have to lean towards product. If they lean to if they tried to lean towards the art, the whole shit would sink because they don't know the difference between art and product. True. So they're playing it safe from their regard. We're like, yo, we don't we don't want the safety because we want the art. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they like, yo. But but back to your point too, they don't give a damn with this art or with this product. They're gonna offer the same contract. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. They're gonna offer that. They're gonna offer you the product contract. Yeah, yeah. You know they're gonna offer you the. Yeah, they're gonna give you the contract that is most in their favor. Most in their favor. In which they can get the most product out of you for the cheapest amount. For the cheapest amount. For the cheapest amount. And 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 in turn, you're gonna feel cheap. Yep. And and if you're not producing it fast enough, and if you signed it. For too long, you're gonna feel used, you know, and that's either gonna tr- that's either gonna force you to not do it, or force you to get in some bullshit just so they get out your face. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know another person that that I would say they took from us with this stuff. I won't say it's bad contracts. Well, maybe it's bad contracts from a different. I think they took Lauren. They took Lauren Hill from us in this way. That's funny. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. And, but, and she's one of the people I was I was going to mention too. Mm-hmm. I think they did it with bad advice though. Yeah. They did it with bad advice and they caused her to offer the bad contracts. Mm. You know what I mean? And it took her through yeah. so much turmoil in my opinion and she was like, man, the hell with this shit. I'm done. Yeah, man. And, and, and that's the thing. That's what I'm looking at. Like there's a lot of broken artists like i mean in their spirit is broken they love the music yeah. they love the game and came into it they love to make music yep. and then when the business like when the contracts mm-hmm. got introduced then something like something else happened you know what i mean yeah and, and then and then the ones that want to try to honor or fulfill the contract no matter how crazy it is they they do so under great distress yeah. and mental anguish, and we get terrible albums. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah. yeah, like people just trying to rush through so they just put stuff out. Yeah, and I, and to be honest, I think that's why some why why some of Nas albums weren't so good. Mm. I I think that now mm. now watch this. I'm gonna do a comparison. And I'll let you, you know what I mean? You tell me what you think, because it'll be something wrong in there somewhere. <laughs> but if you, if you compare, if you compare Nas from, let's say, 94 to 2002 and compare Jay yeah. 
yeah. from 96 to 2002. It was a reason why Jay was leading. Yeah. It, it still is for the most part, but leading in having better albums. Because really, when you look at it, Jay, they, he's, they, he's controlling more of. Yeah. Having great being put out, having great product is, is having great product is feeding Jay Z directly, like directly. You know what I mean? It's a direct yeah. reflection. Nas mm-hmm. having great product is is only a fulfillment, right, of a contract. So I completely understand what you're saying. Like the, it's like having to get up for a big game. You know, a lot of people say I can't get up for games, so I know I ain't playing nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Jay-Z knew every game was a big game because every single game he played, game being an album, you know what I mean? Like, directly impacted his company. Exactly. His bottom line. Exactly. Nas is like, if I'm not in a good place right now with... I mean, hell, he did an album called Hip Hop Is Dead. He did an album called Nigga. You think, like, those two albums, you think that space and time he was happy with the label? You can, you know, he wasn't. You can hear it. Mm-hmm. You're right. I agree. I agree with your point. And, 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 and so, and so that's the thing, which is also, uh, it's funny. Another good point is the more con, the more creative control the artists have, the ha- the happier they are, the better the quality come out. You don't really, and when, to be honest, like look at Jay coming in the door, having their own company. Mm-hmm. You know they, you know what I mean, and making great quality music. He pretty much had leverage from the door and yeah, negotiating jump. power. So the funny thing is, you've never gotten a terrible album from Jay. Nah. Even albums that we may be like, well, he kind of missed on that one. Yeah. And there are the two, two that I, you know he missed. But even, but even so, they're not terrible. Nah. The majority of what Jay put out is a home run. Right. Happy artist. Right, see, Happy and audience. you never heard of him upset about this or that kind. You never heard any of that. Yeah, that's why yeah. he. That's why you didn't get no hip hop is dead album from him. That's right. That's right. That makes total sense. Um, yeah, that makes total sense. Wow. I mean, I bet if we if we use this logic, right, and yeah. and and trace back through, I bet we can find the unhappy moments in a lot of people's careers just based on the quality of their albums. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think we probably could. I mean, yeah. hell, you could do it with Ye's albums. The ones that people say are the worst albums are the ones where he was in the most turmoil. Right. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. might not have been with the label, per se, but it was with companies, entities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, yeah. He was having the same mm-hmm. problem. Right. You know? Right. Uh, and uh, that would be Yeezus and Pablo for yeah. most people, you know. And then, of course, the Ye album. But that mean. But what's the what's the way around this though? I don't I don't know that you can. So the way around it, I would. I, it's so funny. I don't even know if there's a way around it. I think the only way to correct it is for labels uh, to be more transparent. All right. Yeah. When they sit down, meaning meaning like an artist shouldn't come back after they first album and be like, oh damn, I owe you seven more albums and I ain't even 
getting paid yet from the first album. <laughs> he's still trying to whatever recoup money or he, whatever. You know? He shouldn't come back that way. But most times when they come back that way, is they damn fault. It's not the okay. label's fault that they come back that way. You know what I mean? Like you have to do a certain level of education on your own. I agree. Before, if you sign that contract and you don't know that you owe seven albums, you a fucking idiot. That's true. You know what I mean? Like you gotta be, you gotta be out of your mind to sign something and don't know how long you in the contract. You know? Mm-hmm. So I mean, but that was just an example. I know, but but they right. they don't know the information. I think this is okay. This is my part of the show where I put some onus on the artist. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? First of all, you always gonna get your feelings hurt if you set improper expectations. So they need to be setting proper expectations from the jump. First of all, know the business. Know that you're never going to make a dime until you recoup what they gave you. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. first thing you need to know. If you're going to take money from somebody and go to work for them, you don't yeah. make no more money until you make back what they already gave you. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and, and another thing they need to know is that everything they give you counts towards what they gave you. If it's a sandwich at Subway, a private jet, a bottle mm-hmm. at the club, entry into the club, I don't care yeah. what it is. If you if if yeah. you didn't come out your pocket for it, you owe them for it. Right. And nine times out of ten, they're going to overcharge you for it. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? This studio costs $100 an hour, but for your ass, it costs $300 an hour. And you love being in here. That extra two hundred an hour goes to us, right? And it also prevents us from ever having to pay you. So we eat off everything you do forever. You see what I mean? So yeah. these are things that artists need to know going in the door. Like if you go, right. make, if you on your third album and then you walk into the label complaining about this shit, you deserve every bit of it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, because how long was you? Mm-hmm. How long? God damn, we've been doing this shit since the eighties, bro. Right in hip hop, in music mm-hmm. as a whole, it's been happening forever. So it's like okay, as an artist, you, I, I it's hard for me to. I, I I do have sympathy for him, but it's hard for me to understand the naive artist or the artist that blows up and be like, "Damn, I'm in a bubble." Like your ass didn't know you was going on mm-hmm. TV every day, making music videos, doing interviews. Like the, you were trying to get famous, and now that right. you're famous, it's bothering you. You know what I mean? Like I understand it, I get it, but I'm, I, it's hard for me to be sympathetic. Just like it's hard for me to be yeah. sympathetic about somebody in a bad contract. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can be, but it's hard. Uh, yeah. I just, you know, but I am sympathetic to ones that get the art driven out of them. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. That's what because see, that's what I'm getting. So that's another part. So this is the other part. The other part of this dealing with bad contracts or we can say bad business killing the quality of music, mm. right? So say it's not about the album. Say the artist knows the contract. He understands that he knows the album's old. He knows the advance and how that works. And, okay. But this speak, this ties directly into Joe Button and some other artists that we know. I, I, I would mention, it's funny because it fits Nas. Fit fifty cent at a time, but does it fit the locks? Huh? Does it fit the locks? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Be on the absolutely. same page. Okay. Where, where there is, you know, what I mean, 
there is contention over what yeah. to put on the album, what's going to be released. Yeah. That's the other thing that killed artists when they put, they're forced <laughs> to put out something, the song that they recorded, but they don't really like, but the label yeah. wants this one to go, but they're like, no, I like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. And then they get upset because they were forced and Joe Button, this happened with most of his album. Yeah. He talked about all of the other songs that he had recorded that was going to go out. Um, and the label's like, nah, nope, we putting these out. Focus. And let me tell you, his first album is one of the worst albums I've ever heard. Yeah. That's a terrible album. Yeah. All around. Yeah, I mean, they they did it to T-Pain, too. Mm. Like, after he got hot, this is one of the stories yeah. he tells. It's like, they took back, the label took back control by Amazing. saying, okay, we let you pick these, and you've been at, so let us pick one. And they pick one, and the shit tanked. And, and then they blank, basically blamed it on him and said, well, since the last one tanked, you got to let us choose everything else. You see what I'm saying? Like, he was doing, I think that's that's another that's another thing. Like, if you're doing so well, they don't want you to have enough leverage to get out of your contract either. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? They don't want you to have, like, they don't want you to have your masters back. They don't want you to recoup. Mm-hmm. That's the catch, you know. Yeah. Uh, so you got to do what you got to do to make sure that you can get your masters and you can recoup. But yeah, you right. you right that 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 as a, I don't know how I, to feel about that though because I've been in situations where we've had artists sign. You know what I mean? Like from management yeah. standpoint, production production company standpoint, mm-hmm. and they like songs that I know damn well shouldn't see the light of day. And I know that I'm not gonna put my money behind putting that bullshit out. But look, but that you're saying that as an artist, producer, like you're saying that you you closer so to Drake. Leo Leo Cohen right. ain't never made the beats that you made. He ain't never wrote the songs or recorded the songs you made. You see? So from your perspective, I get that, and that right. makes sense, right? Right. But most of these label execs, they ain't never did it. I hear they you. Don't, you know what I mean? I hear you. They looking at analytics. They looking at numbers. They, they yeah. They I hear. Right. You. I hear. You. They not going on what actually sound good. That, that that's right. True. Yeah. I hear. You. And, and and it's been so many people that was this happened to. Yeah. Like no, nah, we not we not putting this out. No, do another song. Not that song. That's not gonna be your single. Do another one. Yeah. And that happened with the locks. Um. And the locks they they never they the locks most notable songs and biggest songs. Are songs that wasn't, and I'm gonna call, I'm gonna use this terminology just for lack, so people can understand what I mean. If you know the era, you know the the songs that are the most notable for are not puffy push songs. They're not jiggy, right? They're <laughs> not jiggy. You saw what happened. Yeah, they're not jiggy songs. You're right. You're right. But I would say I mean, their best songs was songs that was on Bad Boy, in my opinion. Oh yeah, absolutely though. Yeah. Yeah, in my opinion, they best songs was the ones they did on Bad Boy. But absolutely. Now, now, now it's funny. Now I will make a case. I will play devil's advocate against even what I'm saying, because as I'm glad you made that point, and the reason why I'm glad you made that point is because one of the most beloved artists in hip hop that you don't hear no one say nothing bad about this man. Everyone loves him mm-hmm. and knows he's crazy talented and gifted at rhyming but he has never to this day giving us a great album 
He don't got one damn classic Jadakiss. That's a fact. Not one. Yeah, not one. He don't make good albums. He don't. So he needs he needs a label that could tell him how to do that thing. But See? but 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 he needs. Okay, so maybe we need to differentiate then. All right, because mm-hmm. just saying someone needs a record label don't mean he need to go to RCA or Atlantic. Yeah, you know what I mean, like he he needed to be somewhere like Bad Boy, TDE, Dreamville. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Where he could be himself and do yeah. art, and let somebody else worry about making it a commodity. Yeah, you know, like lock in, do your art, and let us worry about the rest of it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but a team with a strong musical foundation, right? He was on a team with a strong street foundation. Yeah. They just happen to work their way into the music business, but and that, in my opinion, is goes for the entire rough route of sound. So, right, right, and that that's why I love that line from uh, Kanye uh, song "Touch the Sky" when he said, "I felt like Bad Boy Street Team. I couldn't work the lots." Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I don't know who wrote it, but I get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 right, exactly. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I wonder. I wonder if being in a bad contract. Well, I know me. I know me. So being in a bad contract would have made me do some wild shit. Yeah. Well, well, it wouldn't have made you write Young Guns. I don't know that it would have made me do bad music, but I, I bet it would have made me run up in the label with Young Guns. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See, but I'm glad you said that. So now let's get to that part of that's another reason why bad business can kill good quality music. Yeah. It's just not. We just I think as a whole in hip hop, the business, however it's done, it needs to be revamped and done better so that it's in the interest and favor of everybody. Because when Cam was in the bad deal, they wouldn't let him out the deal. That he he went with Fifty Bloods into the office. Yeah. And smacked up uh, and smacked um I think it was Dave Lighty. <laughs> hey, you know? well they they showed in the movie where Ice Cube ran up in Brian Turner office at, at Warner Brothers and tow shit up with the bat. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so this mm-hmm. is it is a thing that people have had to do. And that's the thing yeah. you don't you don't know how to handle it because you you absolutely that lack of control to make people, especially if you're from, a, you got a certain element in you anyway, and yes. then somebody go take the control from you and play with you yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's one thing I was gonna say. They got you by the balls because you in you, quote unquote, in the building now, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And if the people in the building don't like you, I don't give a damn how good your music is. You will not be successful. Mm-hmm. So now that you under this bad contract and you disgruntled, you go into the building. You still, you, you see what I'm saying? You can't go mm-hmm. in that building acting a fool because these people, they yeah. are directly tied to your success, right? So you just gotta eat that bad contract or be yep. blackballed or you know what I mean? Yeah, yep. you, you, your hands are tied. Mm-hmm. So I do understand why people say I can't just stop making music. You know what I mean? Like. What I'm gonna do? My livelihood. But I, 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 I hate that they decide to cut their nose off to spite their face and just give us quick albums to get out of contracts. I, 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 yo, I do not like that because it ends up tarnishing their would be future legacy, yeah. and they end up losing fans. 
I, yeah, I and they're losing people. Yeah, I feel they do. I feel they do. Um, because regardless of what you say, regardless of the reason why you put out that mediocre album, we have to still objectively give out or non-objectively give our opinion of it. You put it out, so we got to speak on it. You got to be a bad motherfucker to brave the storm. Is, you know what I mean? Yeah. To to have a contract, have success, realize it's foul, work yourself out of that contract, and, and find real success again. Right. I have one person in mind that actually did that, and that's Snoop Dogg. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, but look, now I'm going to get back on myself. But that's because the person that helped him, right, was doing good business. That's right. Suge, when he was going back and forth with Suge, they had their falling out, he was signed. He said his car and his home was in Suge's name. I know. I know. He said when he met Master P, now watch the mind. See, I'm showing the mindsets of execs. When Master P, he links up with Master P, he said the first thing he did was he took me and my wife around to see houses and he bought a house and put it in my name and bought a car and put it in my name. Right. He said that was the first time he ever had this stuff in his name. In his name. The first now, that's time. showed you two, how two execs handle business. See, one mentality is honestly a slave, a slave maker, a yeah. slave owner mentality yeah. exec. Yeah. And then there's another one that they want to make money, but they also see value in you and want you yeah. to exercise your freedom too. That's right. And that's how it should be. Right. But, so everybody, P going to make money, but you as the artist oh, yeah. giving me good product, you're going to make money. Oh, yeah. And you get, the, you get the length in your career so you can get to be on TV with Martha Stewart one day. You get the length. You see what I'm saying? Well, you know, it's right. like you get to stay a valuable, a valuable product. Yeah, let me tell you something. I'm glad you brought Snoop up, man. It literally hurt me yeah. to hear him say in 2022 or 2021, I think the interview, he said mm -hmm. he ain't made any money off of none of that. So do you understand? I thought he had made millions. Not off of record he said sales. He didn't make nothing off of that stuff. Recoup. Now, 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 now. If I went and bought a $10 million house, and let you live in it, and went and bought a couple Rolls Royces to let you drive them. That's all on your bill that you got to pay me back before you ever see a dime. You see what I'm saying? You see how far you can get in the hole, and that ain't got nothing to do yep. with the advance I gave you. That's right. that's chunk change. When I'm going, when right. I'm going to tell you, I paid three times what I paid for this stuff. Yeah, I, oh, I got okay, good. I, I'm glad we're saying this. I got two wild cards to throw at you right now. Go ahead. Okay. The first one is, do you think Pac, if Pac would have lived to now, would he be complaining about his contract? Man, Pac would have been complaining about his contract in the next three years if he if he just stayed alive. That was coming. Because I'm thinking about how Suge said when he met him, like he gave him a briefcase full of money and jewelry and, you know what I mean? Pac was broke. Do you hear me? What When it comes to his real, his, his own money. Pop right. didn't have no money. I I can I would guarantee that. I would bet the rest of the money that I'm gonna make for the rest of my life that when Pop died, he didn't have any money. You no, understand what I'm saying? And, and we know that because we we can extrapolate yep. just based off of how he was doing with Snoop. Yeah. So I know how you're running your business. Yep. And then yep. when you say he met 
when you when you got him out of jail and the first thing you did, you gave him a suitcase full of money and jewelry. Oh, so you saying you gave him advancements and stuff? He got to hold back. Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> so sir. You immediately, this is the thing. You immediately start putting him in debt. Immediately. But that's what hustlers do. I don't never want you out of debt with me. You know what I mean? Like, cause you gotta keep yeah. coming back. Like, I just keep fronting you. You keep bringing me my change. I make more right. like that. Right, right. It, this is exactly. Now I still got my other wild card, but this is exactly what what you're saying. Just, you know what I mean? Is exactly what happened in the BMF series. Yeah, with Pat. With right. <laughs> and he was like, "Man, I don't want them. To, he ain't want them to get from up under him." That's right. How do you continue to make bread if the people that work for you get on your level? Right. That means your ass got to go out there and work. Who the hell want to do that? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yo. So here is my second, my second wild card. All right. And and so, okay, I'm gonna just throw it out there. Ari Lennox. Wow. Now the reason why I'm throwing this out there is because I heard. I'm on another podcast, some stuff about how she's feeling, what she tweeted, and yeah, I heard that. Already put music, so and and this is, you know, I mean, this is close to home, I guess. Yeah. Somewhat. So I'm just trying to figure out what do you think is going on there? Because the people that we know on that side are fair. They're creatives. Yeah, and, and I would imagine are fair. I would. I don't. Fair. I don't you know what I mean? Uh. I don't want to sound sexist and I don't want to sound misogynistic. You know what I mean? I don't want to. But I will say this too. The game treats women differently. That's true. They have to go through a level of stuff that we don't experience. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like she's she she's likely getting her art challenged. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's likely being being uh What's the word I'm looking at? Not necessarily harassed, but she's mm-hmm. she's being disrespected based on her sexuality. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, like she can't just walk in the room and be an artist. She gotta walk in the room and be sexy. She gotta walk in the room and be all you know what I mean, all types of things. So I'm imagining yeah. that is probably wearing on her as much as with this specific situation, how she started talking shit about the labels this last time. Yeah. I think that was more about the promotion pro- process and who they had her sit in front of and how disrespectful and how bad that went. Yeah. I think she's blaming those people for that interaction just as much mm-hmm. as she is the person that interviewed her. Mm-hmm. I think it's less about the contracts and the and the money. Just like when, yeah, yeah. Just like when SZA complains... It's less about I'm not getting paid as it is about I'm not, they won't let me put this music out as fast as I want to. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. It's like, I don't I don't know that Ari is complaining about her contract being bad. I think she's more complaining about how she's being protected or not being protected and what, they're, what she's being exposed to. Right, right. And the reason I ask that, and it's not because I don't think she's complaining about contracts either, mm-hmm. but why don't she put out more? Why, why isn't she giving us more music? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't. It's I, all stipulation. Off stipulate. Oh, I would say it's, it's probably just, we don't know. I'd say it's harder for her to make that shit. 
Like you can't make what she makes. Uh huh. Because of a bad contract. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, but you see what I'm saying? Like for what yeah, she's yeah. doing, you can't just go put together an Ari Lennox album as fast as you can a J Cole album, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, no, I you feel mean? you. Like hip hop is faster. It's a faster process than yeah. what she's doing. Um, she may be a temperamental artist, and she might work slow to the motherfucker. She might write slow. You see what That's I'm saying? True. She might not make a lot of good music, bro. She might make a lot of music, but out of mm-hmm. 50 songs, 10 of them shits is what's real. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? But in her heart, she might believe all 50 of these shits got it. Mm-hmm. But the label is like, no, we gonna wait on the right 10 to 12. I'm sorry, sweetheart. Same shit they do to SZA. You know what I mean? Like, everybody yeah. don't have that discernment. I'm not saying that she don't have it, but, I mean, everybody don't have it. Everybody, some people think everything they do is fire, and that's just not right. fucking true. Right, it's not true. It's just not true, you know? So, yeah. if you got an artist that think everything they touch is fire, you got to tell them no a lot. They waiting way longer. They waiting about the same amount of time as the regular artists, but they think they waiting longer because they thought they was ready before this other artist thought they was ready. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, it... Mm-hmm. Be- because I believe in Dreamville, I'm blaming it on Ari. I got you. You know what I mean? Maybe that's a fucked up way to think about it. But if Luke, if if Luke or Boss was talking shit, I'd blame it on them before I would Dreamville at this point. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because Dreamville has a track record of doing shit right, and I ain't heard nobody else complain but her. Right. You know what I mean? And it's and the shit she complained about is like the internet is getting to her. Like. Right, the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah stay yeah. the fuck off the internet then. Right, simple fix. The fuck? So, yeah, I don't know, man. But, yeah, that, that kind of thing. But but you were saying something earlier about people being made to put out music. Did you hear Rod Wave was complaining? Because he got this song about uh, Blue December that's out. And it came, no, Blue, yeah, Blue December that dropped this January. And he didn't want to put it out. And he was like, yo, these labels is... You know, they'll force you to be somebody you don't want to be. And if, if, yeah. you, if you're the type of nigga that'll do something for $300,000, then you'll be somebody else. You know what I mean? And he's yeah, like, yeah. he just ain't like that. And he was trying, you know, basically the same complaints. Like, it, the, the the business is fucking with his art. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what to tell these folks, man. I don't know. Unless they negotiate some type of creative control clause. In their, in their contract. Something you said earlier, too, though. I don't know if they can negotiate themselves out of this because artistry is a spiritual thing, in my opinion. Yeah. And once you start yeah. mixing your spirit with with commerce, you're going to taint mm-hmm. your spirit. Absolutely. So I don't know that they can... I don't know that they can... I don't know that you can put your spiritual self, your spiritual artistic self into that game and not... And, and, I mean, you can navigate it, but you're going to take some damage. Yeah, yeah, Your yeah. Your spirit is going to take some damage. I don't know how it would, you know? Yeah, so, so, so I mean, so would you say that they need better lawyers that know how to better protect their interests or represent their interests when they initially sign these contracts? I would say that's a... I would say, yes, they need better lawyers to educate them on what it is that they're actually signing. Because I don't think a better lawyer could negotiate anything that you don't have leverage to have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, having a better lawyer is not going to be able to negotiate and have, having your master's if you don't have enough value for them to give you your fucking master's. 
They're going to yeah. send you and your lawyer packing. But what your lawyer can do is set a proper expectation and tell you these are the things that mean something in a record contract. These are the things, you know what I mean? These are the things that mean something in a publishing deal. This is what your publishing means. This is what recoup means. You see what I'm saying? I think a lawyer that cares about you enough to tell you these things so that you ain't surprised three albums in. Mm -hmm. You know? You know, I think that that type of lawyer is what's necessary. That's true. I agree with that. Yeah. And, you know, do they exist? Yeah. Uh... Are they plentiful? Nah. <laughs> Duh. I don't think so. I mean, shit, the lawyers been working in the label system for years, so where you think their friends at? Mm, right. And bad if your lawyer is the lawyer of the label. <laughs> hey, I told you, Carl I tried to get us like that. Yeah. He yeah. offered us the contract. We were like, yo, we not signing until... We Your talked lawyer. to our lawyer, and he was like, well, we got a lawyer for you. No, that was a shit. We'll talk to him, but we're not signing nothing until we get our own lawyer. Like, that's your lawyer. Right. The fuck he gonna do for me? You know? Um, right. But we come all the way back to North Carolina from Cali, get our lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. Tell him what our situation is. He hops on the phone and calls the vice president of Atlantic Records. Right? Mm-hmm. And finds out, okay, this is what's going on. Carl Kanai has got a $2 million retainer with Virgin Records. You know, and it's all based on 100% of the music that they heard is what y'all produced. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, so if he was able to pick up that phone and find that information out within a minute, mm-hmm. where do you think his relationship, where do you think his strongest relationships are? With us sitting in that fucking room or with the execs at them labels? Of course. Of course the execs at the label. So we still, we unless, unless that lawyer is a good man right you understand what i'm saying unless mm-hmm. that lawyer is a good man at the core we still at they yeah. we still at they whim yeah yep we you know what i mean like we still at we still ain't got no control because we gonna believe what this man is telling us and he and they telling him what to tell us mm-hmm. so not to say that's what he did but the but the opportunity was certainly there yeah 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 you know and we we went in the phone book and found a lawyer. So we went in the phone book and found a lawyer that had that kind of access. What you think you're gonna get if you get a real lawyer? Like a, he was a real lawyer, but if you, you know, what right. I mean, get one that's suggested to you that's already been moving in the game. That's got this, right, right. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So you almost gotta find somebody that's in college in law school and come up with them motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. But they don't know nobody. Yeah, they don't have no connections. They don't got no connections. Yeah, man. Catch 22, rocking a hard place. Yeah. It was a catch in a hard place. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Hey, man, but I don't, I, you know, I feel bad for artists, you know, even, even the ones that's in good situations. Cause, yeah, cause once you start turning your art to commerce, bro. different game it's a different game it's a different game over time you're gonna love it less yeah that's all it is to it over time you're gonna love it less and i think that might have something to do with what we talking about too like you in a contract you in the beginning you love what you're doing so much 
over time, you take these beatings, you love it less. That contract starts to look like shit. I'm not willing to take this. It, uh, you see what I'm saying? I'm not willing to feel like this to get this off based on that information no more. Right. You know, so that might not even really be a bad contract. It's just like I've taken lumps and now that contract don't feel good enough to keep doing what I'm doing. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, I I honestly feel like that was Joe, Joe Button. More than it being a bad contract. If you mm-hmm. if you look at everything else he's done since then, once that yeah, shit yeah. don't feel right no more, he out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that because it wasn't the, it. Because it, it, even with him, I don't think his argument ever was that it was a bad contract with Def Jam. Right. It was they just wouldn't let him put out the music he wanted. That to is out. true. That is true. And in his mind, yeah. that's a bad contract. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I think I think I think what we during this conversation we kind of altered it a little bit. I think we could take out the word contract and just put bad business. Bad business, yep. yeah. Ruin the quality of music. Mm-hmm. I think that makes better sense. Yeah, man. It it, it it's like and it's kind of sad because it's like we miss out on music that could have been great music that we could have gotten. Yeah, from artists that were broken because of bad business. Their actual spirit to create good music broken due to bad business. Yep, we lost a lot of good music like that. Yeah, we did. Uh, like I said, I think Lauren Hill was one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Lupe was one. Yeah, Lupe, yeah. Joe Button, even though he kept doing music, but yeah, it's quite a few. It's quite a few. Yeah, of them. it's quite a few of them. That that mean. If we just talk about affecting the quality of music, you know what I mean? Not that they didn't put nothing else out. It's a right. lot of them. It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. A they lot. put out music. It just wasn't good. It just wasn't good. Yeah, like, because <laughs> that means you throw Nas on the list. You throw Ye on the list. You, I mean, you throw, this list will be made up of legends, though. I know. Because you, you're really able to tell better when the person's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it's mm-hmm. more obvious when the person's great. Like, if this happens to Kendrick, it's obvious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I, now you're going to make me go back and listen to people's discographies different, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, just hearing people's, especially when they got, a, like, a nice amount of albums. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, damn, they won't happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can tell. Yeah, you can tell shit. In my opinion, you could tell in Tribe's next to last album, The Love Movement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can hear it. Something ain't right. Mm-hmm. Something ain't right. <laughs> oh. That's funny. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, um, that if we put, we actually, we put Wu on the list too. Yeah. After let's let's just be clear. After Wu Tang Forever dropped in '97, they never made a classic or good album after that. The W had three good songs on it. It was a terrible album. And then the I don't even remember none of this other weirdo stuff they released after that. 
I'm gonna be honest I'm with you. Like yeah. Wu Tang crazy out, man. Nobody listened to none of that stuff. I'm gonna tell you, I know one person. If you, but you know why? It was bad business. Well, we gonna blame uh, what's your man name on the yacht? Uh, uh, Divine. It's <laughs> yeah, bad. bad business. You know what I mean? Like Cavadonna, Ray, ODB, yeah. those Rockefeller. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? People not happy with with contracts, and you see what happened. Yeah. We we only got two good Woo albums. That's a fact. That's a fact, bro. Now individually, when they got their own other deals. Yeah. Um, they were fine. They all put out good albums, but yeah. as a collective, as a that, collective Wu, that was it. They got two. Yeah. two. And yeah. I'm going to be yeah. honest with you, I never heard a Wu album after Wu-Tang Forever. Uh, <laughs> I swear to God, I don't know what none yeah. of them other shit sound like. After yeah. Wu-Tang Forever, it was a risk for me, but it's like, okay. Yeah. okay. I, yeah, I knew they weren't going to be good when it came out. Yeah. The W was their third one. Yeah, I remember it. I didn't hear it. Wasn't that the one with Gravel Pit on it? Yeah. Sheesh. <laughs> yeah. It had like three good songs. One with Nas went insane on it. Okay. okay. But, uh, but yeah, that was it. Damn. But, but yeah, but that's just bad business and how it killed the creativity. Yeah. And, and, and the quality of music. The crazy um, thing is, is, yeah, that's bad business, but I'm like, damn. It's... it's all right, this is a sidebar. Okay. How was Devon supposed to write them contracts? Was he supposed um, to, was he supposed to not sign them to Wu Tang Records and goddamn uh the production team? Like was he what was he supposed to go no, out no, and no. find them niggas other managers and sign them to no, management? No, no, no. I, I I don't I don't think that I don't think that he was wrong for signing them to how he signed them, right? To the management and the label. I think, I think from their perspective, um, they they wanted more equity. Yeah, I think they wanted more equity and um, just straight money up up front, or from their or from their sales, whatever. However you look at it. Yeah. <laughs> and they was like, "Nah, we still want to keep ninety percent." Now I don't know if it's yeah, that ninety percent. They should have spread. Money. They should have spread it a little, especially if they was already getting money. They should have spread it a little more equally. Like, why not? We brothers. Like, what difference do it make? Right. That's easy all... to say when it ain't millions of dollars hitting your bank account every other day. That's true. And you ain't got to stop having millions. You're going you're gonna to go from having millions of dollars hitting your bank account to have 250 hitting that motherfucker. you like, shit. These what? niggas was fine before. The hell they... <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I, you know. Yeah, yeah. I get. I mean, I, I understand it. I understand the, the position. But see, that's the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah we're talking about this, the, when this... <laughs> Mixing the spiritual with the There commerce. you go. There you go. And y'all up here hollering brothers. Like, y'all up here hollering brothers. It ain't no way in the hell one brother's supposed to be making 75% of the bread and the rest of them is splitting 25%. I don't know right. that that's what's happening, but it, any any right. number that ain't even is retarded. Right. But uh, and it pretty much was like that because when Ray talked about the woo wear, yeah. he was like, they all was put up. I forgot what they were supposed to put up, ten or 15000 yeah. They all did it. He said, we, we, you know, we was under impression. We was, we were selling man units. We thought we were supposed to be getting more. Find out we ain't really getting it, you know. Yeah. This is good. They ain't even, yeah, that, that's kind of crazy. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, bad business will ruin the quality but, of music. But watch this now. Now, because we're talking about woo, so I'm going somewhere with it. So, 
Steve Rifkin fought for them. Yeah, I know. Right? Mm-hmm. And we know that from the series. But Steve Rifkin also started loud. He put out Big Pun album, Capital Al- Punishment. The Alcoholics. Alcoholics. Um, the Infamous. Who else? Ray, who, Ray, Ray came out on loud. Yeah, The Infamous. The Infamous. All of those people. Now, I'm, I'm mentioning that to say yeah. he must have been doing at least fair business because it was producing good quality music after and after and all of those people still have good, have good relationships to speak highly about yeah. Steve Rifkin. Yeah, and, and not only do they speak highly of him, they you've never heard a peep about Steve Rifkin doing bad business. Exactly. I'm talking about not even a peep. No, I've never heard it. Not one, and when not you look one at word. That, right, and when you look at that label catalog and what they gave, they gave us some of hip-hop's best music. Absolutely. So that makes the case that good business, yeah, yeah, going to give you a good quality product, and everybody it can be a win on both sides for That's the right. exact team and for the artist. That's right. I feel like Steve Rifkin was one of them rare ones that could, if you if you told him to close his eyes and play the music, I think he could pick the right song though. I think so too. You I see agree. what I'm saying? I think he's one of yeah. the ones that could pick the song, but like, yo, wait, 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 what the fuck is that though? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I feel like that kind of shit. Um, and, and 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 adversely, I don't think Suge Knight could or cared to. No, no, I don't think he could. Nor do I think he cared to. You see what I mean? So, yeah, you're right. But and adversely, you hear all types of bad shit about what was True. going on over at Death Row, contracts yeah. and beatings and. Having to drink piss and all types of wild shit, like you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, you know, you hear, you you heard about people being salty, leaving Bad Boy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't buy it. Yeah. Well, we do know. Here's the here, but I agree with you now. 15 years ago, I would disagree. Right. Today, I'll agree with you. And you know why? Because of everything that we just laid out. Mm-hmm. All of those from Black Rob to the lots to, yep. uh, what's my man name? Um, Loon. To, yeah, Loon, but not not even Loon. Because um, I didn't really hear him say much. Mark um, Curry. No, no, no. So, Black Rob and uh, G Depp. Okay, G Depp. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, Everybody that put out music after they left, the quality was not good. That's a fitnet. That's a fitnet. I don't care who it was. If you was I don't on care Bad who Boy, it is. and, and, and Money Power respect the Steel Locks' best album. Exactly. That's exactly right. They did their best music on Bad Boy. Album. Yeah. Right. So when you so that's why I don't believe it because their quality of music was way higher. Yeah. When they was with Bad Boy. Yeah. I don't. I don't believe it because I think what they signed was a regular music industry contract. I don't think he put nothing in it that was. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. heinous. I don't think he put nothing in it. It's just like, God damn, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. I, yeah. I think he put things in that was in Bad Boy's favor. He wrote a contract mm-hmm. that was in Bad Boy's favor. You didn't negotiate the fuck contract. You know what I mean? Right. You ever heard the producer one of the hitmen, Young Lord? It was talking to him. I think he's in a uh, 
some documentary. It might even be on uh, Netflix. Yeah. But he was talking about his relationship with Puff. And he said him and Puff was cool. Like, that was his man. And he was yeah. over there, you know, making beats with him. And he was like, yo, you nice. So Puff offered me a fucking contract to be one of the hitmen. He said, mm-hmm. I looked at the contract, and it was raping you records. <laughs> but Puff is man. He gave it back. He was like, yo, Puff, I'm not signing that shit. And he was like, all right, cool. You trying to go to the club? Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Like, it yeah. is just business, bro. Like, if you sign it, that's your fault. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to sign it though, right? Right. I'm not gonna dislike you. I'm not gonna. You see what I'm saying? Like it's not gonna be mm-hmm. no problem. It's just business. Now, if he'd have handed it to me, I probably wouldn't have signed it either. You see what I'm saying? But obviously, yeah. the locks did. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like I can't mm-hmm. be mad at the man because he gave you the opportunity to read it. If he blindfolded you, put a gun to your head, be like, "Yo, sign this shit and make records," then that's different. But if right. ain't nobody did that, then I can't be mad because. You know what I mean? Like, you nah, know, yeah, yeah, Snoop true. was dumb early on. Yeah, he was. But see, So that's my other thing. So, okay, here's my question. I agree with what you're saying. I understand the logic behind what you just said. Yeah. Right? Nobody forced people to sign it. But see, I, that's my question. Is that bad business? When the person know that the people don't know anything, and they're in, also in a desperate state, usually coming from the streets. So they're looking yeah. for any way out. So you know you have the upper hand, right? Yeah. So is that is that ethically wrong? Is that's, that bad business? That's business. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Let's not be talking about black people. <laughs> okay. All right. And yeah. you take that same scenario and you, you apply it to any other business in America. And you ask me, mm-hmm. is it bad business? For a person with the advantage to take the to, to take advantage of the advantage in a business situation. No, that's simple. That's capitalistic America. All right, then that's, what? That's business as usual. Everyday that's business, business as usual. So when black people do business as usual, when it's other black people involved, like I guarantee you, if we was doing that business and Justin Bieber was the one complaining, wouldn't nobody give a fuck? Right, right. I get what you're saying. I get yeah, yeah. I I, I get what you're saying. But now because that's business as usual. Is it? My question still remains. Ethical. Is it bad business, though? <laughs> it's, it's not ethical. It's not morally okay. right. Okay. You see what I mean? Like, it's not morally right. Okay. Okay. All right. I, 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 I put it to you this way. I got it. I'm in the process of trying to put together the music, put back together the music company that we ran, right? Yeah. But my goal is to do it in a way where we don't have to own a masters, where we don't have to, you see what I'm saying? Like, that's my mm-hmm. goal. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I feel like you could do it in a more ethical way. Mm-hmm. Is it absolutely unethical to get all the coins on the table? Probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see what yeah. I'm saying? But we ain't, yeah. you know, probably. 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 Yeah. And, 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 I'm, I'm, and I'm just asking the question because yeah. the reality of it is we, we can't expect perfection out of the imperfect world so we right. can't expect it so much right. right you know what i mean but it was just you know just part of the conversation no I, I guess those are good questions because i it it may appear that i'm caping for the label side you see what i'm saying yeah. i'm not i would much prefer for them to be ethical and be fair and be moral you know what i mean right but they are not going to do it so why right. can't I hold... still want to sign with them? Facts. So, yeah. so why am I gonna try to hold their feet to the fire when I got access to the fucking artists and I can tell them to be smarter? 
Right. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. I can't I can't depend on a on a on a lion to be gentle when that ain't his way. True. You see what I'm saying? Like I need mm-hmm. to know how the fuck the uh, the lion act and yeah. act accordingly. That's all. That's why I think. That's why I hold the position that I hold. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you do decide to sign with my company, you should be smart enough to apply pressure to me and be like, bro, you know that shit ain't right. Yeah. If you ain't smart enough to do that, then you don't deserve to have a contract that tells me it ain't right. Especially yeah, yeah. if you're willing to sign it. Yeah. <laughs> right. This been going on since the sixties. Since the fifties. Since the forties, people been getting raped at record labels. Right. That's true. You see what I mean? God damn, when the fuck niggas gonna start reading? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah, know, that's true. You see what I'm saying? Like we've learned the lesson that when a cop get behind us, we all get nervous. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But if we ain't learned yeah. that record labels is gonna rape you yet. Right. How much evidence yeah. do you need? You see what I'm saying? Like, ah, no. So that yeah. I think that's where my thing come from. But yes, bad business does ruin quality music. Mm-hmm. Business ruins quality music. Yeah. Business, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bad, yeah, bad sure. business. Hmm. Nah, I think business don't necessarily ruin it because if business done, business done in the most most pure and correct way, can shield the artist from the bullshit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. can shield the artist from the bullshit because a label, if you got an artist that don't want to do press, like that shy, that's gonna catch depression, that dealing with a whole lot of extra shit fucks with their spirit, then you should figure out how to make that artist successful without them having to do any of the shit that makes them uncomfortable. Right. Like, that's what a label should be. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like a like a, like a a catapult for great art. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. a machine that that uh, milks the artist for everything it possibly can. Right, and then you know throw them away. And then throw them away. Or don't even worry. Just shit. Leave them where they fall. They don't even worry about tossing them out. Like, if you fall, then that's where the fuck you at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just keep it moving. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think that's what a label should do. Like, like for instance, Dreamville should be protecting Ari Lennox from whatever it is that's making her feel like she's feeling to go on these rants. Yeah. When she go on this rant, they instead of looking at her like, damn, you did it again. You see what I'm saying? They should be like, okay, so what are you going through that makes you feel like this and what can we do to prevent that shit so that you can right. be the best artist possible mm-hmm. for you? You already signed us, so we're going to get the bread. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, damn. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so I think that's part of it. I think that that being that shield, being the educator, I got to write this shit down because maybe that's what I'm, this conversation is teaching me what the hell writer's block needs to be. Mm. You feel me? Like, yeah. for one, it's got to be a shield. Shield. What was the other thing I just said? Uh, the educator. Educator. Yeah. Yep, a shield and an educator and a uh, a shield, an educator, and whatever springboard it is for the art itself. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mhm. That makes sense. 
And I mean, I imagine some artists won't even know what they need to be shielded from until later. Yeah, when they start running into some of the obstacles. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get in from a bunch of cameras and somebody twists your words up real bad and you're like, yo, I hate these fucking interviews. And now you got anxiety, don't want it because I think that's what she's going through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But to promote, the, the labels don't really understand how to promote you without putting you in front of somebody they want to talk to. That's true. You see what I'm saying? So they sent out on these interviews. The interviewer don't know her that well, but they do know her music a little bit. You know what I mean? So they ask her wild-ass questions because she write wild-ass songs. Bro, that's the other thing. <laughs> if I'm your label and I'm your media, if I'm your media coach, if I'm Dreamville media coach, I'm going to tell you, Ari, yeah. you always be talking about this stuff. You already know if they sit down with you, just know that this is coming. They're going to try to use something from your song and ask you about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's you should know. That people are gonna ask you based on what you have put out to the public. That's a fact. That's a fact. They ask gangster rappers, did they kill something? Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. they don't, you know, they don't hold no punches with them niggas. So if you on here and you talking about giving head and you know what I'm saying, riding dick, then damn it, when you come talk, to, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, of that's course, that's probably not all she sing about. You right, know what I mean? Right. But. Yeah. I have the right to ask the damn question because you wrote the words. Right. And I listened to it. You put it out there for me to consume. Right. Just like I got the right to ask the questions if you wrote about killing a million niggas. I get to ask you if you actually did that shit. If you dumb enough to say, yeah, that's your problem. It ain't my fault. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't write the words. Yeah. But for for a conversation to say how does bad business ruin quality music? It seems like we pretty hard on artists, though. Like, <laughs> but I think it's, it's funny because I think it's between the both of us. I think it's fair and balanced on both sides. Yeah, I making think so. everybody assume responsibility. Facts, which is how it should go. Facts, because th- that's true. That's true. Because I think the labels do have a high responsibility, and I think as black label owners, we got to stop acting like the same people that sold niggas into the slave trade. Right. So I understand where your question comes from about whether it's ethical or moral. I get it because yeah. if you if you going through the same, if you using the same practices as the white man at the labels, then damn it, then you ain't yeah. no better, and you worse than him. Especially yeah, if you yeah. know better. So I I totally understand it. You might as well go and snatch slaves off West Africa and put them on the boat yourself. You know what I mean? All your artists be from West Africa. West African. You know what I mean? That's it. The Ivory Coast ass <laughs> artists. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah. But, <laughs> but I do it, so yeah. I do get it. You know what I mean? I, I just, yeah, yeah. it is, you do have a, I don't, well, I'll put it to you this way. I don't know that you have a obligation to do it, right? I don't see that you're yeah, yeah. obligated to do it. I do feel like you're obligated to do it. Okay. This is where I see the obligation line. You're not obligated to go out your way to make a situation better. Right? Mm-hmm. I feel yeah, like yeah. you are obligated to be fair. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there is an obligation for you not to be unfair. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Your only yeah. obligation is yeah, to be middle of the road. Like, I can't... And, and with that, if they're offering standard record contracts that the same shit the RCA would offer you, the same shit the Atlantic would offer you, if it's standard, 
and you sign it and your ass ain't happy with it, it's your fault. Because if you signed it at Atlantic and you signed it at RCA and you signed it, it, you, it would be your fault. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to put that on Puff or on uh, yeah, QC yeah, yeah. or I'm not doing that. Right. You see what I mean? Yep. Now, yep, if, if you want to be the type of label owner that gives your artist an advantage because you've seen the other side, I'm okay with that too because I think that's how I would be. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think that's an obligation. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, I don't think that's an obligation. But yeah. I don't know, man. What you What you think? Yeah, I think we I think we covered it all, man. Yeah, I, I think we did too. It, it from from a few different perspectives too, because yeah. I, I I know most people. I feel like most people would would read that statement. How bad business ruins. You know what I'm saying? Quality music. Yeah. And almost all of that would be uh, tearing the label face off. Right. From most two people having this conversation, I think that's what we're yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they definitely deserve uh, some blame, white and black, but it ain't, I don't think yep. it's just on them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, all, yeah, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Artists, um, everybody, regardless of what side you fall on, have to take accountability and responsibility. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, and especially I think if you know how to read. say what now? I said especially if you know how to read. Facts, especially if your ass know how to read. And if you don't know how to read, you don't need to be writing songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. You need to. You need. You got a couple steps that you need to fill in before you get the song writing. Like writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, I just thought about this. I remember Prince. His argument with the label, it mm-hmm. was the same thing. It wasn't an argument about like the album requirement and all of that. It was the stuff that he wanted to release. Yeah. Yeah. It was the same thing you said. They couldn't come to, you know, agreements on that. Right. And because they owned everything, they could dictate. Right. And that's what pushed them over the edge. Yeah. The fact that, okay, wait a minute. Y'all, not only do you own the music, you own me. Like, my name. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, that shit pushed them over the edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it should. As it should. Mm-hmm. I wish more people had been awake to that example. He was. I was awake to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I did mm-hmm. think it was crazy for writing Slave on his face. And I thought the, I thought the symbol was nuts. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I thought it could have been executed differently, but I understood what he was doing. I, yeah, yeah. I, and I also understood that most people around me didn't understand what he was doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just thought the nigga was crazy. For real. Yeah. For real. Because that's, yeah. that's how the media painted him. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's how he portrayed him. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and anytime you stand up for yourself, most times that's what they're going to do is paint you as crazy. And he, he was eccentric enough for it to fit. You yeah, know? real well. Yeah, real well. So, but yeah, you're right. That was that was what that was boiled down to, and 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 had they not have exercised that little bit of creative control over him, I don't know that he would have ever gotten to the bottom of the fact that he didn't own all that shit. Right. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So if they'd have just let him do what he wanted to do. Yeah. But they can't. Yeah. They, <laughs> 
they, you know, people, humans is going to mix in. They're going to yeah. mix in. They're going to yeah. figure out where they play. What You know what I mean? They got to they gotta have a role to play in that, too. You right. know, like, what role did I have in that success? None, bro. Like, this was rolling before you got here, but, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know. That's another thing, too, that if you got it rolling for the label got there, there's absolutely no reason for you to be talking crazy three to five years down the line. Yeah, yeah. If you got the ball rolling and the label came to you, I should never hear you talking crazy. If I hear Right, that means you had the upper hand. That means yeah. you had the leverage. If I hear you talking crazy, then you extra dumb. Right, that means you really did something wrong. Yeah, super stupid. Stupid with a cape on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, duh, 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 yeah. stupid. Yeah, you know, so that's how I see. Like, if you had the ball rolling, and then three or five years later, you 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 mad at your label, you was an idiot. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, artists, I hope all artists that see this episode is like, well, I don't want to be one of them dumb niggas that they talking about. Right. So, what do I need to learn to keep myself? You know what I mean? Out of the out of the the uh, dunce hat. Yeah. Yeah. But uh anyway. Any closing? Anything in closing? Um uh, no, the only thing, man, is I the main thing I'm excited for now in, in hip hop music is Pusha T forthcoming album. Uh we didn't bring that into this conversation. You know he's he's this is last one on Def Jam. Yeah, yeah. Kanye let him sign it sign himself out of the Deal, I guess, or is this? Yeah, yeah, and he got his masters. Yeah, yeah, he got his masters and all that. That's wild. Yes. Huh? Can I ask you, but what, what, what do you, what do you think is gonna happen to the quality of his music now that he's away from uh, Def Jam and Good? Well, I still, I actually still think he's gonna still get production. From uh, yay for sure, but um, but so Pusha is very good, and I think he's learned a lot over the years. Yeah. So I think the, the quality is his music will stay good or great or, or grow. I think it might grow. I be, I, yeah, I don't think it'll be bad because I think he he has a good ear. I think he's been around a long mm-hmm. long enough, and I think he knows the right people to consult with mm-hmm. when putting projects together. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that he won't make the misstep of his quality of his music going down. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think that probably would have been my exact answer. I think that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Ye will probably have yet less to do with the music going forward. You know what I mean? I can see, yeah. I can yeah. see Ye having less to do with it, but I think that might even be a good thing. Could be. You know yeah. what I mean? For pushing, because I was, him going to good. I was looking for the yay influence on Pusha T's music. Like, you see what I'm and saying? Never, and I never really got it. It, it never, yeah. I never really got it. Like, Dark Twisted Fantasy was supposed to be Pusha's album, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that level of album with Pusha's level of penmanship is what I wanted for, for a Push mm-hmm. album. Never came. Yeah. So I feel never. like instead of traveling down that road, tumbling... And every once in a while you hit something that's real, you mean like a mm-hmm. Daytona 
or you know what I mean? Like not to yeah. say he did bad albums on good, but he never did the, the the one. Daytona was the closest thing to the one. Right. Um. So I I'm, I'd be excited to see Pusha away from good music, like and yeah, away from Dev Jam. Now you put it like that, me too. Yep. You know what I mean? I think, yeah, I think he learned what he wants to learn. I think he went there for that level of excellence and didn't get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think he's going to aspire to it. So it, it, he's also, uh, is so I, I didn't see that, but is he also just naturally, he's stepping down as the president? You know, I don't know, but I would hope so. I would I'm hope so. the case. Huh? Yeah, I, I said I would think that would be the case. It would make sense. Me too, and and I hope so because I'd like for him to not focus on anything good. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want yeah. him to be selfish. Like stop, yeah. stop doing anything good related. Like you, you're not them anymore. You're not Def Jam. You, you know what I mean? Like let mm-hmm. it go, and go get in your world. Right. Go create your world. He, he's good. Oh man, he, he, you know, to be honest, this sounds funny because you would think next to the billionaire musical genius, his, 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 his career would have soared, soared right. even more. But no, his career, I'm just thinking, is about to just really take off, man. Out of here, it's gonna be crazy. Out of here, bro. It should be out of here. Like, there's no reason why it won't be out of here. He's positioned in every place, you know what I mean? Like, he's a he's across the board. He's got the respect of the of the underground. Like he's got respect right. of the hustler. He's his pen is one of the nastiest of all time. Like Absolutely. If you, I asked my girl the other day, the top five coke rappers. Name one name one above Pusha T. The only Just one, Jay. That's the only one. Jay and then it's Pusha T. That's Jay, Pusha T. And then you get into your your Jeezys and your Ti's and your, you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. straight up Coke rap though. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Jay Z, Pusha T. And that's why I'm saying it's going to soar. We would have got. I'm gonna be real with you. We would have got more drug dealer anonymous songs if he wasn't on good music. Yeah, it would. Jay would have been on Daytona if it wasn't on good music. Yeah, you know how I know that also. Cause you know who produced Drug Dealers Anonymous? Uh, DJ Dahi. Nah, Timberland. He did. Mm-hmm. Dang, I thought. Um, dang, I thought for sure DJ Dahi. Yeah, it's, it's Timberland. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, and so you yeah, know the, the VA connection. Yeah, and you know yeah. Jay Z and Timberland's relationship. Right, and I know that Neptune's. Uh, I think did he specifically say Neptunes or did he just say Pharrell? I think he actually said Neptunes is working on the album. But one, either the, way, the new one? yeah, the new one. He said Nep. I think he said Neptunes, but maybe he said Pharrell. But I thought he said Neptunes, as if to evoke Chad West. But either way, this is just telling me now. I'm just that's just making me more excited now that I'm thinking about just the, all the connections. Oh, I'm later. sorry, Dad. He did do that. Okay, Dad. He did do that. Because when you said okay. it, I'm like, wait, because a lot of times I hear Dahi and think Timberland. Right. But like, um, Which is nuts, but, but Timberland did a bunch of other ones for him, though. Right. On that uh, Darkest Before Dawn album. Mm-hmm. Like with the, with the biggie sample, Lyrically. Yeah. Lyrically, um, that joint. Yeah. yeah. And Q-Tip gave him a crazy one up there. Like, it's just, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. He going to, yeah, he going to eat good off good music. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> eat good off good. <laughs> yeah. Eat good after good. 
Better right. after good she need to be the name of the album. I know. Yeah. That's better, crazy. Better, better after good, cause it's the yeah. truth. You good and you get better. Yeah. Double entendre. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah I, I think it's gonna be. And he said it, and like, and I, you know, he said it twice now that it's gonna be the album of the year. Yeah. I believe him. Hey, he was talking that trash on on when Daytona came around too, and it didn't disappoint. Right. That's true. You know what I mean? That's he was true. he was talking that talk. Yeah, let me say this because we've entered into the new year, right? Twenty twenty two. Let what was your what was your favorite album of twenty twenty one? That's let's close on that because I can tell you mine. My favorite album of twenty twenty one. It's it's a it's a tie between. Uh, Call me if you get lost and Vince Staples. <laughs> it's funny, yo, yo. So it's funny. So my favorite album, yeah. twenty twenty one, hands down. Call me if you get lost. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. that that boy is seriously bad. Yeah. That yeah. boy is a problem yeah. all around the board. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All around the board from yes, production sir. to rhyming uh, to song arrangement. To yeah. Things, yeah. To, to 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 visual like from, visual, from across the he's, the he's right now he the baddest boy in the game absolutely if you talk absolutely. about if you talk about the most well-rounded hip-hop artist right now like in the game ain't nobody fucking with tyler no not you, at all producing you know I mean producing rapping putting it the, like you said putting the themes together Come on, man! Like the the visuals, yeah. the mm-hmm. the the promotion that goes around it, it is it's all him. It all makes yeah. sense. It all draws yeah. you back to him, man. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. And 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 I and I love the I, I love the Vince album so much just because it's so listenable. Right, and so that's what I was gonna say. I love the Vince Stables album. Yeah, I love the album. Yeah, yeah. but you're right. If you yeah. if you want to show enough that the best album is called Me yeah, yeah. Lost. Right. Yeah. And now, now I will tell you this. So it goes without saying we're looking forward to the Kendra project. That go without saying. Yeah. But I'm super excited for Pusha T. And and I'll be honest, I'm more excited for this album than Kendrick, which is Boogie. I, I ah. can't wait. His new album is coming. Is it? And okay. Yeah, I'm super, super another dude that's super creative, super artistic. So Yeah. Um, I'm looking I'm looking forward to that that I know is coming, Boogie. I'm looking forward to Tanner Talk Four. Tanner Talk Four. I'm yeah, yeah. yeah. Looking forward. I like to the way Talk it's going. And yeah. we, it, I need to just say this. <clears throat> we need to keep Harry Fraud away from our favorite artists. And I'm gonna just leave that there. <laughs> it's the truth, though. He it's always the truth. Somebody. It's the truth, though. I don't understand it. No, we do. We figured. Yeah, we, we did figure out why. It out. Yeah, we yeah, did. We figured out why. Yeah, we did figure it out. Yeah, we did figure it out. That's true. <laughs> That's true. God, nobody knows. Oh man, I heard. <laughs> I heard. I heard something the other day. Uh, I need you to look up Ron Brown's uh discography, dog. He did music that we did not know he did, son. Word? 
Yeah, like some like salt and pepper shit, like old shit. Like that nigga been around for a long time. Hey. Yeah, like he been around for a minute, yo. He did some old school shit. That's, that's like, wait a minute. Okay, I'm here now. Yeah. Discography. Discography. Uh, it's weird that. Let's see how far back it go. Oh, it's only got one thing. I know it's weird. Why Jeez. is it only got one thing? That's crazy. Sheesh. Oh, he did. Uh, I think he did Ebonics. For Big L. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think didn't you text me that? I think you texted me. Did that. I text oh, you that? Okay, yeah, he yeah, did he yeah, did Ebonics. So. That's what it was. Like he been around that long. That's wild. Right? And I did not know that. I had no clue. That is absolutely nuts. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they say 1998 to 2000. The only things they have listed is Big L and Ether. Yeah. But it blew my mind that, that when I seen that he did Ebonics, I was like, wow. I got to stop talking so much trash about that man. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Every time I want to talk trash about a producer, I end up having to put respect on their name. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, that's wild. But yeah, man. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and let the people know. I mean, they can find us on all socials, at Conversate for a few on campus, Facebook, on campus, Instagram. Uh, we're on your all your streaming platforms, if it's Spotify, if it's uh, Apple Music, you know, Stitcher, all that good stuff. We're absolutely on YouTube, so please subscribe and share the show with your friends on all platforms. Uh, stay tuned for the limited edition Futane Clan merch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. And uh, shout out uh, One of One Boutique. Uh, we still working with the boys at One of One trying to get it straight, man. Trying to yeah. put it together. Hopefully this 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 COVID could go to hell on somewhere so we can get, you know. Move around. Back in the, yeah, move around, get back in the real groove of things, man. Recording yeah. in person and, and doing all that good stuff. Uh, and shout out to Port Exchange too. Port Exchange, yeah, yeah Port Exchange gear. You know what I mean? Them boys salute. Uh, with that being said, yo, I'm Jonna. I'm Alan. This was not a podcast about classical music. Absolutely was not. This is a podcast about hip hop. Make room for the tag. Conversate for a few. Hustle, welcome, man, they had to send me Hustle from Raleigh, live from NC With your host, John and Allen, relate to the two You are now listening to Conversate for a few Check it on SoundCloud, debate with your crew They talking hip-hop from the late to the new From July till June end, no Fridays for me Tune in, please listen to this podcast Please listen to this podcast Please listen to this podcast. 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 
please listen to this podcast. Please listen to this podcast.